Hey guys, it's Tim from Sporting Woods, uh, here with a solo episode. No Benny G, no Michael, no Luke this week. Uh, so you're stuck with me for the next half an hour. Uh, there's a bit to go through, but it, we'll keep it short. It won't be too long for you guys. So, um, we'll just get straight into it. You know, there are lots of developments in sport this week. Uh, we'll talk footy and get to all our regular segments as well. But, we will start where we started last week, and Shana Jack has fronted Asada authorities um, and the media this week, or last week, uh, as she vows to clear her name after testing positive to the banned substance Legandrol. Uh, Jack faces a four-year ban if found guilty, and will somehow have to convince WADA of some miraculous story to have those charges dropped. Uh, meanwhile... Um, Matt Horton sat down for an interview with Channel 7 Sunday night and watching that interview back, I, I don't really think he said anything we didn't know already. I mean, we knew behind closed doors that the whole swimming fraternity uh, is behind Horton, who you know took that famous stance against uh friend of the show, uh, convicted drug cheat Sun Yang. But... The, the interview really only further reiterated points for me that I, th- and I think everyone that we already knew, it showed that uh, Matt Horton was just saying what everyone else was thinking about FINA and its handling of the Sun Young case. Uh, to receive such universal support from uh, fellow swimmers shows how much FINA has bungled this investigation as a whole. But also showed to me that Swimming Australia is gutless having to let Mac Corton be fed to the wolves instead of trying to back their own swimmer who is standing up to try and eradicate drug cheats within the sport, their continued silence uh, becomes more and more deafening as the days go on. And if this is how Swimming Australia wants to treat their clean athletes, then I can't see how CEO Lee Russell keeps her job. Now, I won't talk too much about the Ashes because we will do our own uh, episode um, that will come out before the second test, but Steve Smith's hero- heroic performance in the first test has been nothing short of extraordinary. Uh, centuries in in a rescue mission style roles in both innings further cements his position as the best test batsman in the world. And if the Aussies can pull off this victory, this will go down in Australian test folklore as one of its greatest ever triumphs. Now, while it is only the first test and there's some major question marks on multiple levels from selections, field tactics, batting, bowling performances, the Aussies would be encouraged about their prospects for the rest of the series moving forward. The Major League Baseball trade deadline came and went with only two big name trades. The first saw Trevor Bauer, who you may have seen during the week, throw a ball from the pitching mound over the home run fence in disgust after he was being subbed out of the game, was traded to Cincinnati for the enigmatic Yasiel Puig. What was interesting, though, was the day after being traded, Bauer bought a ticket to watch his former teammates play and was spotted in the stands with the punters as a fan. I don't know if that was amazing or sad. I still don't know what to think of that one. But, yeah, I mean, you don't see that ever. That was strange. But the other big trade saw uh, Arizona Diamondback star pitcher Zach Greinke traded to the Houston Astros just minutes before the deadline. 
And again, another little quirk. I mean, Granky threw five innings uh, in New York against the Yankees that afternoon uh, before being traded, which is something that can't be fathomed here in Australia. Sure, we've seen some mid-season trades in the NRL, like with Cody Nikarima, but to change teams just minutes after walking off the mound just seems crazy to me. Only in America. We'll get stuck straight into the footy. Uh, This week started as a race in 14. Well, 13, really. I mean, St. George needed a lot of help to make the eight before the start of this round. But now the window appears to be closing, and we may have seen that number drop to 10 after this weekend's games. During the week, uh, West Tigers owned Robbie Farah announced that he was going to retire at the end of the 2019 season and did so at a press conference where he made comments about previous coaches and his rocky relationship with the media. He then went out and arguably had his best game of the season at the iconic Leichhardt Oval to essentially end the Cowboys' season on Thursday night. The Tigers look slick with both Robbie and Benji uh, winding the clock back uh, in a terrific offensive display. And with a favourable draw to close out the season, the Tigers may be able to sneak into the eight. But as a diehard Tigers fan, as we all know, I know that there will still be some curveballs thrown at us as we strive to end the longest current finals drought in the NRL. The contenders flexed their muscles this week with dominating performances. The Raiders blew the Warriors out of the park early and never looked back. Josh Hodgson had a night to remember in his 100th NRL game, and he's fast becoming the NRL's new thief. There's been talk, you know, by a lot of commentators uh, this week that the new interpretation of the one-on-one strip you know, needs tinkering and changing again. But any rule that encourages a contest should be applauded, not gotten rid of. The referees will have to adjust to players intentionally dropping off. That's why there's two out there in the first place, so that they can have more eyeballs on the game to adjudicate those plays. The Storm continued their domination over the Broncos with a 40-4 victory on Friday night. But for me, I left the game with more question marks than answers for the Storm. Brody Croft was benched after about 50 minutes with new sensation Ryan Pappenhausen coming off the bench to play fullback and Jerome Hughes moving into the halfback role. And I just want to make a quick comment about Pappenhausen. I mean, this cat no one knew about him a week and a half ago, and now he seems to be one of the top 10 players in the competition. It just continues to show how Melbourne are able to generate uh, top-notch players and their ability to come in into a side and, and do a job uh, for for Coach Bellamy is is unrivaled in uh, Australian sport, to be honest. And another thing, when he came on the field, they looked a much better team. I mean, definitely more creative. And and another thing is that they were a much quicker team and a quicker spine as a whole. The downside of not having Croft is that Croft does have a good uh, kicking game, which they'll have to put more responsibility on Munster and Smith. Uh, to kick during the game. But the makeup of the spine of the storm for the run home will be interesting to watch. Something for Craig Bellamy to think about. Uh, And look, much to Luke's surprise, I mean, the Roosters came out and reminded the rugby league world that they're still the best team in the competition running up a cricket score against the lowly Titans. How anyone ever doubted the Roosters this season is beyond me. And the proof was in the pudding on Sunday afternoon at the SCG. 
Brett Morris scored a 20-minute hat-trick. Luttrell had 26 points, I think it was. Uh, Kiri setting up tries left, right, and center. And, of course, James Tedesco uh, further stating his claim as the best player in the world. The Roosters are very dangerous and should still remain competition favorites this far into the season. As for the Titans, um, a performance that pathetic after uh, Coach Holbrook has been announced just goes to show how much work needs to be done at the club. We did see the return of Ash Taylor, um, which was encouraging to see, but at the same time, changes do need to be made uh, as they try and get get on top of the cap and get some sort of depth at the club moving forward. With a loss to the lowly, lowly Bulldogs, the Panthers are this team's limp-dick team of the week. We've said it before uh, on the show that the Panthers, that during the Panthers' win streak, they didn't really beat anyone. And when they did, it was the Roosters and South, and they were far from full strength. So while they're still in contention, it's not a foregone conclusion that they'll make the eight. They really need to find some form quick smart. And as for the Bulldogs, they haven't been playing that bad um, over the last month. They did have a victory against the Knights. Uh, Will Hopawade continues to be their star player. Um, so they are finishing the season well, but uh, they've left their run way too late. Um, South as well put in a very poor display against Cronulla at Sharp Park on Saturday night. Uh, the return of Sam Burgess was short-lived as he was cited for a high shot on Matt Moylan and Burgess is expected to miss a couple of weeks. So, I mean, the first time he comes back from his injury and the shoulder infection, uh, you know, he's off the field. And Uncle Wayne made a, made a point of that in the press conference, um, saying that the ill-discipline is not good enough for a team trying to uh, solidify a top-four spot. Um, also, another point from that is uh, from that game is uh, Matt Moylan not going off for a HIA. It took 13 minutes for that to happen. Now, the NRL said they, ha- they will investigate, um, and I do hope that the, uh, the team does get fined because we see it, see it time and time again that players come straight off or players are even milking head knocks to, to come off. So I don't understand how all the coaching staff and, and uh, training staff miss that entirely. So I expect Cronulla to be fined significantly for uh, their lack of due diligence with that. But really, the talking point from this game is, even though Tedesco may be the best player in the competition, I think Wade Graham is the most influential player. Uh, the Sharks are such a better team with him on the field, and when he's fully fit and firing, they have the ability to make some noise in September. The problem is, recovering from ACL and hamstring injuries makes it difficult uh, to rely upon his availability. So that will be their biggest issue moving forward for me. No Benny G's fantasy feedback this week. Um, look, his only advice, uh, you know, speaking to him was that it's the final week of the regular season coming up in um, the head-to-head leagues. So if you need a win to make the finals or improve your position and you still have trades left, uh, now's the time to use them. Um, so I'll just go get the scores. Ooh. Okay, so having a look at the scores... Um, we've got, as of right now, as I record on Monday morning, we have a tie 
between Joe's Guns and Polo's Del Sombrero. Both are on one, two, nine, eight. So we will have to wait for count back. But in terms of our head to head league, this has massive implications because I think it was fourth versus fifth or third versus fourth or something like that. So that'll really um, be, you know, an interesting count back wait for those two teams. Um, Wayne has officially knocked out. Uh, up to my nuts, Dano, 1250 for the Stingers to 1121, which means despite the loss, Yvonne at Niage, or can they still make it? Because Yvonne at Niage lost. Nah, let me check that. Hang on. No, Dane's definitely out. So with the loss, Yvonne at Niage limps into the finals despite losing to. Friend of the show, Poobadoo, uh, 1208 to 1183. Uh, Benny G's Revolution, uh, 1323 over the bye week. Jimmy's Jets, 784, consolidating his position at the top of the ladder. And finally, the GCGs uh, winning the round um, with a top score of 1401, beating. Uh, Juzzy T and the Basket Straight Ins, 1274. A uh, huge victory for me. Really happy with my team moving forward. Um, but I must admit, I have been masking the moves of our expert, Benny G, who remains uh, solidified in the top 500 in total points for Supercoach. Let's go to the tipping. Um, no real movement. Uh, in the tipping this week, um, everyone's playing chicken with their uh, remaining jokers if they have them. So, again, we'll start from the bottom. The new Cat and Shalimar, Mickey Free uh, on 98. Uh, Katie in seventh place, tied with JT uh, on 100. They're both done now. Um, Jess with a, with a solid six um, on 105. Still one joker left. Dogs of War, Dano. On 107. Not sure if he has one left. Can't remember. Uh, Vilkins uh, in third place on 109. Uh, Luke Polo's Del Sombrero on second place with 111. Um, used up all his jokers and leading the competition on 113 is me uh, with one joker left. I got uh, seven this week as well, winning the round. Um, I only missed the Bulldogs. So, yeah, I think that beer bet's going to come to fruition. Um, now I've just got to make sure that I win the comp, which I think I will. I think the only person that can beat me is Benny G, and he's coming last. So we'll see what happens. All right, so moving right along to the Sweezies. A um, couple of honorable mentions that I wanted to bring up. Um, the first person I wanted to bring up is Lewis Hamilton. Now, I'm not going to sit here and claim to be some sort of uh, motorsport expert, but a very strategic ploy in uh, the GP overnight. Um, Hamilton uh, pitted early for his second pit and left uh, pole sitter Max Verstappen and uh, the Rebel team wondering what the hell was going on. Uh, Hamilton moved to the medium tires um, and kind of forced Verstappen's hand where he had to really kind of 
play catch me if you can and and just see how far he could get ahead while he pitted. But um, to Hamilton's uh, credit, came back and um, the the early extra pit was uh, nothing short of a masterstroke as he um, continued to to break away from the field, not only in this race, but in uh, this year's championships. Uh, he's only 10 wins away from uh, the great Michael Schumacher for overall um, Grand Prix victories um, and continues his dominance in the sport over the last sort of three or four years. Um, so he gets an honorable mention. Another honorable mention I wanted to give a relative unknown is uh, young Roosters hooker Sam Berrells. Now, uh, at the at the start of the season, the Roosters had um, the Roosters had decided to use Victor Radley in the hooker spot, but um, it was mainly out of necessity in the sense that they didn't really have anyone that they thought could step into that genuine hooking role. Uh, so they they um, sort of toiled with with Radley because his service out of dummy half was poor and it just didn't suit you know his style of play. Uh, he's more of that barnstorming, or not barnstorming, but just a running running lock um, who can play a little bit of, uh, that, who does have a little bit of a passing game, I should say. Um, and he just, you know, rips in and, and gives it a red hot crack. And he was that was kind of missing uh, during his role as a hooker. Uh, Trent Robertson decided to bring in young barrels. And it's, it, again, it's been, you know, some sort of master stroke because, um, the team just looks better with with a genuine nine um, in play. Um, just their roll on from dummy half. Um, he's still young and and got a lot to learn and and you know still finding his feet in first grade. But um, I think the decision to bring him in and and take Radley back, I think you know those are two decisions have have really worked out for the better. And the performance on uh, Sunday afternoon against the Titans should just strike fear into to um the rest of the competition. Uh so yeah, I think um Sam Barrels is, you know, and he he capped it off with scoring a try and I think he would have polled a Dally M point as well. And for someone that young to come into a team of superstars um and, and kind of outshine a lot of them um early on is is a testament to him and the coaching staff of giving him, you know, confidence in his ability. So yeah. Uh, honorable mention to Sam Barrels. I mean, a 20-minute hat-trick for Brett Morris can't go unnoticed as well. Um, yeah, the Titans are sh- fucking shithouse, but, like, you still got to score the tries. So, um, honorable mention to Brett Morris. Um, I also want to uh, ha- give an honorable mention to Robbie Farah. Uh, still calling people out <laughs> with fucking five games to go. He announced his retirement, saying he hates the media and all that sort of shit, um, but then has the BDE to back it up at the spiritual home of the Tigers um, as they try and push to an unlikely finals um, run uh, this year. And uh, the old stalwart Cameron Smith scored a try, had his hand in everything, just just an absolute master. Uh, ran right um, against the the young Broncos pack who had absolutely no answers for for the Storm pack and what Smith was able to do and conduct uh, the you know the team running at young players and just it was just a sight to behold to be honest and Melbourne have a lot of flash and a lot of speed out the back but it starts with the forwards and um, their ability to uh, you know. Yeah, just run through teams is is sort of next to 
it is, you know, it's a sight to see, to be honest. And it just goes to show um, the difference between the old, the old dog and, and the young bucks. Um, one thing I didn't mention at the, at the, uh, while I was talking about the storm game was, um, uh, Christian Welsh confirmed, uh, ACL injury. Uh, we saw earlier in the year that we thought he had gone down with an ACL injury, but it just turned out to be a meniscus issue. I, I think, um, but it looks like this is, um, being confirmed as an ACL injury. So he will be out for the rest of the season. Um, and that's a shame. Obviously he's a friend of the show and um, has has had a wonderful season, um, earning an origin start and really solidifying his position in the Storm side. So, yeah, it is sad to see, but I'm sure he'll bounce back, and we wish him all the best um, in his recovery. Okay, so they're the honorable mentions. Um, one point goes to Josh Hodgson. Uh, yeah, so he's like the new thief. Um the way that Canberra do that dropping off of the players, I think they must say something because it, it's just like automatic. But I think Hodgson, you know, he's the ultimate competitor where he he's really looking for it the whole time. So, yeah, and, you know, scored a try and, and knocked the Warriors out. And Canberra on a roll now, they, they, were, they weren't struggling, but they weren't at their, at their peak. Um, you know, they only beat the Tigers by... Eight points a couple of weeks ago, and then and then blew the Panthers out of the park, and I think that was kind of their breakout game. Just to remind everyone, is like, hey, we're still we're still good, and we can still beat anyone on our day. Um, and then to yeah, knock out the Warriors in a in a must win must win situation for them over in New Zealand um, can really sort of galvanize that team moving forward and, and have a really good push to the finals and get that top four spot that they that they really need to to win the comp. Um, that home ground advantage down at Canberra is, is, is significant. Um, and with other teams, you know, asserting their dominance as well this week, they really need to uh, keep in touch. Two points, any other week it would have been three, but, uh, again, James Tedesco just absolutely killing it. Um, you can only play, uh, against the competition that's put in front of you, but, to me, he's the best player in the world. Um, he just seems a class above everyone else, even the people in his own team. Um, and he's just playing that that old traditional style fullback where every time someone even looked like making a break, um, he was there backing them up. Um, it just goes to show how much uh, vision he has and 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 the form run of form that he's in at the moment. Bruce's fans should uh, be really happy with with how the team's going and. Um, be very thankful that someone like James Tedesco is on their team. Three points. There's literally no other human being on the planet that deserves more BDE praise than Steve Smith. Two centuries in his comeback test after Sandpaper Gate. Um, the abuse that he's been copying from the crowd, despite I think it being fair, but you know it is quite overwhelming. Getting booed. So heavily, even after scoring his first century, being heavily booed and not clapping or anything like that. Um, just a big middle finger to um, England and the English fans. Um, hopefully that can silence some of the critics. The only problem is David Warner and Cameron Bancroft continue to uh, put in poor displays. Um, so there's still always going to be that banter. And I'm sure there was always going to be that banter, but Steve Smith really, really came back and and 
you could tell he really wanted to make make a point and uh what better way to do that than with two centuries in the opening test of the ashes so three points to steve smith um that but that about wraps it up um no shit sauce shootout um Michael did want to mention that uh, we have received some questions um, for Michael to test us for the shit sauce shootout. So we'll do that next time we get all together. Um, thank you very much for for your support there. If you do have a question that you think can stump the boys, uh, send it into sportingwoodspodcast at gmail.com. That's sportingwoodspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, keep an ear out, uh, not only for this episode, but for um, an Ashes recap um, episode, which will go to, uh, which will um, be available for download before the start of the second test, which I believe is the 14th of August. Uh, so keep an ear out for that. Uh, next week, we should have everyone back on deck. Uh, Benny G's fantasy feedback, um, you know, for the final series for, for uh, head to head. So we'll look forward to that. Um, but yeah, that that's just about it. Um, next week, um, the big game is the Canberra Raiders versus uh, the uh, Sydney Roosters down in Canberra. I think it's a Sunday afternoon game. That that'll really sort of impact the positioning of the top four. Um, so that'll be that could potentially be a game of the year. Definitely has has claimed to be that, uh, given the meaning of of the game so close to the end of the season. So thank you very much for listening. Um, We'll be back next week. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the footy. Enjoy the cricket. And we'll see you then. Thanks. Boop, 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 boop.